Mastermind.fm is proudly sponsored by LiquidWeb. While LiquidWeb has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options, it's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptime, and incredible support, LiquidWeb is the partner you've been waiting for. Now with Visual Compare, at first in the managed WordPress space, automatically updates your plugins. Each night we take a snapshot and visually compare the difference between each plugin. If there's no visual difference, we update the plugin for you. If there is a visual difference, we hold off updating that plugin and wait for your direction. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer also has iTheme Sync integrated into their management portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. And if you sign up today using the discount code MASTERMIND33, you'll get 33% off for the next six months. Visit liquidweb.com forward slash managed WordPress to get started. Welcome to another episode of Mastermind.fm with your hosts, Jean Galea of WP Mayor and WP RSS Aggregator, and myself, James Laws of Adventures in Businessing and Ninja Forms. In each episode, we strive to cover the topics that you, the WordPress business owner and entrepreneur, need to take your business to the next level, and the tools that you need to grow as an individual. Grab your favorite beverage and a pen and paper, sit back, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome to mastermind.fm. Today it's me, Jean Galea from WP Mayor, James from WP Ninjas, and today with us we have Primoj from Proteus Teams, and we're gonna go ahead and get to know Primoj right away. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi Jean. So yes, I'm Primoj from Proteus Teams, and we're creating WordPress teams for niche businesses. Our main focus has been local small businesses, and we've been on the market since around 2013. I started working with WordPress, I guess, in 2007, when the blogs uh, became very popular in Slovenia, Europe. This is where I live. Mm -hmm. I just actually, yeah, discovered WordPress through uh, kind of wanting to set up the blog for myself uh, because I wasn't satisfied with the blogger at that time. And so, so what's up with Slovenia? There are so many businesses seemingly coming out of Slovenia. Is there some special incentive or something? Um, hmm. Are you referring to maybe Codable? Yeah, but Codable come to mind for sure. But I believe there were some others in the teaming space, especially that I can't recall by name right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, there are two uh, bigger players who are also on the theme forest. Both of them actually started a little bit before than us, mm -hmm. but we don't really have much interaction uh, within each other, even though Slovenia is really a small country. We, mm -hmm. we don't have kind of, you know, I don't know, local meetups where we would meet with these uh, other guys. Right. How many people live in Slovenia? The total population is 2 million. Right. Okay. Yeah. Still quite bigger than Malta, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have, I think we have a WordPress meetup now, so. Oh, great. Is there any WordPress meetup or something in Slovenia? Yeah, there is. So actually in 2013, it was about a year after uh, we've created and uploaded our very first team on the theme forest. I actually was looking for someone 
to hire to help me with the development because I figured out it would be good to speed up the process of releasing new products because it was uh, starting to work well and I didn't really know where to find people. So a friend of mine who had a different startup at that time, I asked him for advice, uh, for example, where to look at the talent and he recommended me to, you know, organize local WordPress uh, meetup. So I did that. The first one, it was like organized ad hoc. I just tweeted actually out the idea that we would have a meetup if anyone's interested. I asked a few friends if they can help me spread out the word. And actually 25 people, I think, uh, showed up and it was just planned like two days ahead. Uh, so. I figured out that maybe this has some potential and uh, afterwards the, the second one we've organized then a couple months later more than 60 people I think uh, showed up there. I've organized the talks, I uh, took care for the venue, for the speakers and yeah in just last month I think we had our eighth WordPress meetup in Ljubljana. This is the capital of Slovenia. Cool. I'll have to visit sometime. It's one of the few European countries I haven't been to. So I've seen you make a transition kind of from a developer into marketing. And I've seen some cool stuff like you recently tried Facebook Live. You attended Pressnomics where you have that fantastic t-shirt, which we can link in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. So I'd like to know the story on how you made the transition and what you're doing in, in this kind of new role that you have now in marketing. Okay, yeah, thanks. This is a very interesting question. Um, I think we have to go maybe a little bit further back where this originates. So our story begins in 2013 where Yaka and I, uh, Yaka is uh, my co-founder at Proteus Teams. He's a designer. I am or actually used to be a more developer. It was never a plan like that Protoss teams would be some serious business. It was just like we wanted to go out there, maybe try out our skills. It was considered like that uh, being accepted on the theme forest uh, wasn't like the easiest thing like to pass their review at that time. So we just said to ourselves like, um, let's, let's try it out. Let's team up and create a team and put it out there and maybe make some extra money along the way. I should mention that we were both students at that time. So the plan was maybe if we would get, I don't know, 100 bucks a month, it would be a success. When we actually released it like half a year after like designing, developing, it turned out that uh, it's bringing more money than any other experiment we, we've tried before <laughs> so far. So I think on the first month, uh, we made about $4,000, something like that. Wow. And it was just amazing. Yeah, it's the feeling when, when you release something and you see like people using that product and like giving you really great feedback about it and everything. The, the feeling was just amazing. Yeah. And three years from that moment, actually, we've been focusing into creating new teams for the Team Forest and obviously releasing it there. It uh, turned out to be excellent uh, channel for us to sell over there. But then in late 2015 and early 2016, 
we figured out and we saw that uh, trend that the sales were getting slower and slower, even though we were releasing new teams. So we decided within a team that we actually have to start learning and applying the marketing, not only, you know, building the product, but actually to, we didn't really have anyone uh, at that time in our team that uh, would be good at marketing. And if you wanted like to do everything like this, obviously uh, on the theme forest, their best thing is that they get all these people who are buying themes there. But on the other hand, you're so limited with the, uh, the creativity in terms of uh, what you can do with the marketing, because you only have that, you know, text area for a very limited amount of the design, what you can do there. You cannot really track any sales. You cannot change the flow of the uh, purchase. You cannot do A-B testing, anything like that is not possible. So we decided if we want to go that route to learn marketing, we want to do it on our own website. And this is when we started like uh, thinking uh, seriously about doing the redesign and um, changing our existing website more from what it used to be just, uh, you know, some basic information about our products and some links to support and documentation to be actually a shop. And in autumn last year, so this was in November, we opened up our uh, own shop and started actually our own venture over there. And the problem we figured out quite quickly is that now we're on our own Yes, we have all the creativity about the marketing, but actually we still have to learn all this stuff. And also that even if we learn all this stuff about, you know, tracking and how to do best, I don't know, writing copies, sending newsletters, all this kind of stuff, we still need to get people on our website. Uh, so where to get all this traffic? This has been like a constant you know, a struggle at that time. Can I just interrupt you before we start talking about the ways you're getting traffic? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Can you talk about the change between like going from Team Forest to your own website? Mm -hmm. How did that affect sales and new customers? Okay, so the team at that time was six people strong. And this meant that we couldn't just, you know, cut it right there. And we still had a quite solid income coming from ThinForest, but the problem was the trend which was going downhill. So what we did is that we didn't, for example, close our ThinForest account or remove the themes there, but actually our plan was to release new products on our shop and also kind of differentiate uh, from the ThinForest in a way that we can offer something that we cannot offer over there. Right. And the this thing at the moment is our theme club. We got quite some requests from people that discovered us on ThinForest, both of our team and liked it really much. And they were interested in like having access to all our products we create instead of buying one by one. And this is something that ThemeForest doesn't allow, for example, for the author to offer bundle of the themes. But this is something that we could offer on our website. So this is what we did. 
And the thing is that we actually released a new team along with the opening of our shop. And we've pulled out the four teams that weren't selling okay on the theme forest at that time, but were recently released, which means that they were like really great products. Because if we'd be going out with some, you know, outdated designs from 2014, it wouldn't look good. And it, it just, yeah, it wouldn't work. So we went out with the five teams at that time. And did that change your remuneration structure at Team Forest at all? Or was it still the same, even though you were selling from two different sources? Actually, people thought at that time that our long-term plan is actually to abandon entirely like Team Forest and go off from the marketplaces. The thing is that I never actually said that my plan, the biggest plan for 2017 is that I want to put the eggs into different baskets. So it's not everything. I rely on different sources of revenue in my business. So it's more solid and more stable on the long run. So what was happening on the theme forest was that when the sales went down, it, it was just the only channel we were getting all the income from. And this is never good. It's always good to have different channels. So our long-term kind of strategy for our business is not like abandoning Team Forest or this, but just differentiating, getting all the different uh, sources of the revenue from different streams. So even after that, we've joined the Mojo Marketplace, for example, with our non-exclusive. And also we've opened up another account at Team Forest, uh, which is non-exclusive accounts. So we still have available themes that are on our website available there as well, which, um, you know, actually it's the same product you can monetize also on other marketplaces because some people are just too used to, for example, buy specific products at specific stores and that's just okay. For example, some people will just never discover you on your website if they just uh, decide that they want to buy, for example, only on the theme forest. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sales went a little bit down, but not that much. Actually, we left our top selling flagship products on Team Forest that were already selling well, because it would be just stupid at that time to pull out the products that were still making solid money at that time. Right. And actually they still are. So the bundles you mentioned that you're selling on your website include the themes that are on Team Forest or they're separate things. Yeah. So. On Team Forest, at the moment, we have two accounts, uh, the exclusive one, which is the old one, and the non-exclusive one, which is the one we've created along when opening our own shop. And the themes that are available on our non-exclusive account are the ones that are available from our shop as well. Okay. Let me ask you a question about that transition too, because from a business owner on my side, so we sell plugins on our site. What is the, I don't know, what is the complexity of selling? Now you have two Theme Forest accounts. You have a Mojo Marketplace account. You sell them on your own site, yes. which means you have customers in all of these separate places where they get support, where they ask questions, where you're dealing with this. Do you have a process in place to deal with that? Or have you found that to be cumbersome? And are you at all going, I'm rethinking now having four different like places where everything's going on. I'm kind of curious about the overhead of selling in so many different places and having support in so many different places. 
Thank you very much for asking this question. Actually, it uh, breaks down to two different things. One thing is the deployment and all the setup about updates and this stuff. And the other one is about, yeah, people getting support and asking questions. Yeah. The deployment part and the updates part, we've actually solved that problem quite early in the process when we still had only Team Forest account. And this is that I'm totally obsessed with the automation. Mm-hmm. And whenever I find myself repeating some task over and over again, I just get, you know, stressed out actually. And uh, it's so boring to do that. I always start thinking like, how can I automate this and exclude like human error out of the such processes? Uh, so what I did, in 2014 already, so this is three years ago, is that I uh, set up continuous integration and continuous deployment for our teams, which means that at the moment, the update of our team is just tagging a git commit. When this goes to to the big bucket, it pings uh, CodeChip, which is the code integration service and code deployment, uh, which builds everything from scratch. Uh, So the team and it also creates a few different versions, one for our site, one that goes to the Team Forest, one that goes to the Mojo Marketplace. And we're actually now partnering with uh, some other theme shop, which will also be uh, kind of, they're also interested in selling our products. And what this allows us is that it's so, so easy to automate all this uh, stuff and you cannot actually like forget about, I don't know, updating some specific team on some channel while updating it on another. And having this system in place was also crucial for me because I was at that time already traveling around, visiting conferences. And also the other concept I always had in mind when setting up the Proteus teams was that I want it to be as flexible as possible so I can I can just throw my laptop out of the window any moment and like within five hours I should have everything set up back if I just walk into the store and like I need maximum one working day to set everything back and this means that you should have systems like this in place so everything is available somewhere online the other thing is that it's not crucial that i am the one who's building for example these uh teams when when you have things like i don't know using sas using lots of i don't know uh, composer dependencies this kind of stuff if it depends on your computer it's not reliable so what i did is all that deployment system that uh, actually means that I can just within a minute fix the bug, uh, hit the git push and tag a commit and it deploys everywhere. Uh, so this is now solved in that way. Yeah, the other part was about the support and contents and how we are uh, solving that. I like to pay for the specific services and as as I mentioned before, I like to have everything available online somewhere. So very quickly in the process, we switched to provide support through uh, Zendesk. 
which is, I think, quite complex, but at the same time, very powerful tool that allowed us actually yeah, to provide support over that channel. And when we've switched over like to start selling on our shop and everything, because we weren't relying, for example, on the tools that are available on the team forest, but uh, having everything set up on Zendesk meant that just uh, we had to you know, send the people actually to the very same place as we did before. And it wasn't actually a problem. Okay. And what we're releasing later this month, in two weeks it should be out, is one centralized uh, dashboard on our website. Uh, because now we've connected like all the um, teams uh, in order to, for example, to give you access to the customizer and import the demo content they should be activated and now we are getting all this information into our edd powered website uh, which gives us access that we can provide no matter where you bought the team no matter if you have for example some teams from our shop some from team forest that you have one centralized account where you can access all your downloads or your license codes and also get support also only for the products that you have bought from us and you're still within the valid support plan. So we were talking about the marketing experiments you've been doing. Yes. So I wonder if you could expand on the best experiments that you've had most success with. So one of the biggest experiments was the one that you mentioned in the beginning with the Facebook Live, mm -hmm. I didn't notice that anyone else would be doing similar things before. And we've tried this with our most recent team, Medic Press, when we released it in March. I've been preparing, warming up our audience uh, through newsletters, through blog posts that will be the first WordPress company who's doing the launch of the new product through Facebook Live. And I was inspired actually by the Moss company. They are doing these events, which are called, I think, Whiteboard Fridays, explaining like the SEO tactics, going in detail for one specific thing within the SEO field. And I thought that that format uh, could work well. I just didn't want to, for example, overthink specific things or yeah, overcomplicate. We just said, okay, let's do it uh, through Facebook Live. We all have smartphones, so we can just do it that way. And the good thing is also that, for example, if you're having a Facebook page at the moment, even though if your audience is big, the problem is that the reach is really low if you don't have super great engaging content because the Facebook Live is rather new at the moment. The Facebook is pushing live videos more like notifying your audiences about that you're live at the moment. And this was just the experiment I wanted like to uh, see how many people can we reach uh, this way more than, you know, doing just the regular stuff like uh, publishing a blog post and sending out a singular newsletter about it. Mm. So how did it go and do you have any statistics? Yeah, okay. So uh, the thing is that we're quite, quite bad at the moment at measuring the success of these kind of things. And we actually haven't been doing, like we haven't seen a single thing 
for our customers that would be like sending out and creating a campaign and seeing like a boost, like instant boost in sales. It always comes, but with uh, some delay. And the thing is also that it's hard to measure. From the Facebook Live, what I can tell is definitely when I keep, for example, showing up, doing this kind of stuff, publishing blog posts, showing up on different uh, channels, so on Twitter, on Facebook, um, on our websites, through newsletter, through Facebook live videos. We are noticing that the sales go up on our sites, especially. And when I'm not doing it, it, they go down. But the analytics, I think that it doesn't show the whole picture. So I'm still like, I want, I want like to have these kind of results, but uh, like, you know, I want to see the numbers and say, yeah, like this specific thing was working, but we're not quite there yet. But at the same time, what did work really well for us uh, was implementing the A-B testings uh, through analytics experiments. And this is where I can see directly, like direct impact, how changing the copy in a way that it should be written, for example, when you learn this stuff compared to what you just, uh, you know, initially think as an engineer, what's important uh, rather than what you learn from your audience and your existing customers, what they tell you, what it's important to them. It had really impacts like 10 times better conversion rates, for example, on our website when we did a change like this. Mm. So my understanding is that these things like your t-shirt and the Facebook Live are better for building awareness and you're not necessarily going to see like sales coming through while you're doing the Facebook Live thing. Yes, exactly. And this is, for example, what I'm seeing for our customers. I also think that I understand it because I've been regularly going to Skype calls uh, with our customers, asking them, for example, things like where they start searching for a team and how the process looks like, uh, who is involved. And what I figured out is that they are never end business owners. They are always People who are freelancing, usually just one or maybe two people top. And this is, for example, they will buy our product, which is for the, for the small business company, when they have a client that will actually need that. And what is important for us that we keep like showing up that they have us some, somewhere at the back of their mind. And when they do, for example, find a client or someone contacts them about and they see a feed, for example, it's a, I don't know, a medical institution that the first thought it should be, okay, so Protoist teams, they have a team for this kind of client. Mm. Two questions. One, yeah. A-B testing, what tools did you use? And secondly, how to go about contacting customers? Because I think this is a great... Uh, also a way to learn how your customers work and what type of customers you have. And very few of us are doing it, but I don't know how you would approach the customers in the first place. Okay. So the first question for the A-B testing, I rely on the analytics experiments. I think this can be found in analytics under behavior and it's fairly easy to set up. What I do actually is to is that we, for example, we create two different landing pages. 
for the same product that are not similar at all, that are very, like there are dramatic changes between the two. The analytics gives you the code for redirection, basically. And they remember, for example, uh, by cookie, which variant was shown to a specific person. So they're constantly seeing the same landing page and eventually buying the product. And you're seeing, for example, when you select the objection for that A-B test, the algorithms behind just determine, you just let it go as much time as analytics uh, needs to find out what uh, what's the winning version and uh, lets you know through the email uh, when it finds out. Mm -hmm. It takes okay. for us, for example, quite some time, two, three weeks. Also, one we have at the moment is more than one month now going on. It totally depends just on your traffic. We don't have tons of traffic, but just enough that uh, this still works. And yeah, it's it was going well for us. I know there are some other tools for that as well, but uh, the thing is that I just don't want to clutter too much and think too much about the tools. Uh, it's more important that you actually go out there and do stuff. So the e execution is the one that matters the most. And the second question was about how to approach your clients, right? How to contact them in order and set up interviews. Yep. This was uh, my big challenge. And also I was thinking at the beginning that I will have lots of problems with that. But uh, what we did is that we've set up intercom. So this is the tool for the live chat we have on our website. And I just set up like... Uh, automatic pop-up uh, if they would need some help with selecting a team and if we can schedule a 15 minutes interview via Skype and it wasn't a problem at all actually they were quite keen to to talk to me and uh, the other channel you can always utilize is also the support while you have to be a little bit careful here because you're getting just specific portion of your buyers so if you're just learning from your customer support people who are um, contacting you through customer support maybe you are missing the ones that are actually ideal customers and these are the ones that never actually contact you but they are super satisfied uh, with your product and know how to use it without actually getting in touch with you right you made a point there that I think for many of our listeners is an important point, and we are notoriously bad. I don't think just in the WordPress space, but specifically in the WordPress space, we are we are definitely pretty bad at this. And that is that the first time that a customer has an interaction with your company is generally when they need help. Yes, right. They submit a support request, and that's that's you know, I you know, it's it's great. You have a opportunity there, right, to wow them when they when they need you the most. That's awesome to take that opportunity. But there, you we need. To be thinking about all of the opportunities over the life of a, of a customer. How do we continue to touch them? How do we continue to remind them that we're still here, that we're still hel helping them and give them the opportunity to give that feedback? One of the biggest campaigns we ever did for receiving reviews was just to ask in our plugin, give us a review, like telling them what kind of review just to ask it. And all of a sudden we got tons of reviews. So a lot of times you just have to learn how to engage with your customers in different ways so that you can have those conversations that you otherwise cannot have because you're just dealing with what, you, like you said, the, the, the customers who are struggling and you're not getting a complete picture of your user base that way. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to add, yeah, that when we were selling just on the theme forest, the problem was that we didn't get any other emails that just the ones that were contacting us through the support. But now we were getting 
at least all the ones that are buying our products on our website. And it's very powerful in a way that you can, you know, retarget them later on through different channels, either via email or you can do also more creative stuff like creating custom audiences, for example, from the emails and maybe creating lookalike audiences then on Facebook. And these things can be really powerful and having emails is, yeah, it's more than just, you know, sending direct emails, it's other stuff as well. So it's very great that uh, we don't rely 100% anymore on Team Forza because we're getting the picture of our clients is so much clearer now. Pretty much. I think you're doing really well. Obviously, you're in your mid-20s. You've been doing this for a number of years. Totally awesome. And I think from what you're doing, you're going to be growing your business in the future. But I want to also show a part which is not shared that much in our community and perhaps we could uh, talk about your story and your blog is actually one of the things i like about you is that you blog and you're quite honest on your blog about what you're going through be it the human side about running a business and be it the marketing experiments that you're doing and one of the posts that really caught my attention was your story about being depressed and what helped you get back on track so I was hoping that you could share a bit of your experience with our listeners and how you got through that. Yeah, obviously. So the thing that happened to me, actually, it started happening last summer. It was just before I uh, went to Greece, which uh, where I go usually uh, for one month to windsurf. And it was when the sales were starting, like really getting downwards and the trend was really bad. And when I returned back from Greece in September and October, when we were, for example, we were at that time launching our new website and we haven't been releasing new products for a couple of months, which has never happened before, you know, the effect was just like worse and worse. And I was really getting depressed, uh, just thinking about that maybe maybe we won't be able to make it through you know yeah. maybe we will run out of money because it wasn't just me anymore the thing is that the team we're a really great team and i actually i made actually friends with my co-workers uh, which some people say it's not a good thing but i just say at the same time it's, it can be so rewarding and uh, we're actually having these uh, same goals and uh, we're trying to achieve and I really didn't want that team to break apart and all that stress building up and the sales getting lower and lower. It was really too much uh, for me. And I remember days, for example, or actually nights when I wasn't able to go to sleep uh, for like, I, I was just getting, I don't know, three, four hours a night sleep just because I was thinking all nights what what we should do should i like just tell everyone that um maybe yeah like in three four months we are running out of money and then maybe it's uh time that i just tell everyone like uh, the truth but on the other hand the people around me they kept saying me things like look at what you've done at i don't know before you you've been like 25 or so uh, but these things didn't help me much really at that time you're just in a in a mood that nothing that they say it's just like 
you cannot grasp these people's opinion. It just matters how you feel at that moment. You cannot somehow get out of that uh, depression that's uh, building around you. And the moment when I actually how I started coping with that is just that my girlfriend pushed me like to say like do something you cannot be like just at home all the time on on the sofa and thinking about this stuff because nothing will change and she was totally right so the first thing i did was that i went to the facebook to the local uh, web developers group and asked if any any time anyone had a like same problem uh, with kind of you know being an engineer creating products but not be like um that you know when you have great products because people are like your customers are telling you this but you don't know how to communicate it in the right way that you're getting new new sales so i was getting lots of people that are like other entrepreneurs who have other companies here around they were really welcoming in a way that they said like just come over here to our company i spent uh, some days over there and we're just talking about these things and they taught me for example how to approach your existing customers how to start talking to them and this helped me really a lot i i realized how important it is that you're going out there and just talking to people this helps so much because when working with the computers all days you are thinking in a different way when you're just typing and being silent and if you're uh, you know speaking to someone personally so one thing led to another and eventually i i came out of it and because also like speaking to customers help us to shape better like who they are and uh, then turn all this knowledge uh, to our copy and the sales started getting better so yeah everything then led from one thing to another and helped us to get back on track awesome i think uh, that's a really good example for others to follow and what's impressive and uh, you also mentioned this is the feedback that you got immediately after posting your after asking for help basically that's really yes, impressive yes. that people who you don't know i guess no just reached out to help you know that's right yeah yeah that's right also i posted then the, like the summary on the reddit and over there also i got a really really good kind of feedback and the thing that helped me the most like if i had to say it in one word it's just go out there and talk to as many people as you want but um, try to find the right people not the one that are telling you like you did great stuff but the ones that are saying you like that they went through the same stuff that they are entrepreneurs and they the most importantly they are saying you that what you're going through is not something that's unique to you but mostly everyone who ever run a business had uh, had this period which is not ideal obviously i would uh, avoid it uh, yeah. <laughs> by by any means if possible but um, it helps really a lot when someone tells you yeah i i had the same problem the like solution is like you know meet people who went through this and just talk to them because they will understand you they will know what what you need at that moment and this is the advice i would give to everyone i mean i'm also available uh, now and i love to talk to everyone who's having such problems i love your story and 
And I think it's, it's one of those situations, it's not just an entrepreneur problem, it's a human problem. Like this is the human condition that when we go through things, we have this, for some reason, we tell ourselves that, that our situation is unique, that nobody understands what we're going through, that what we're experiencing, whether it be fear or worry or anxiety or the pressure of the world that we feel on our shoulders. And if we will take a chance to do what you did and just ask, just share, just let people know what you're feeling, you will find a wealth of community of people who know exactly where you've been. And all of a sudden, sometimes, now granted, getting answers is great, right? Like getting answers and people telling you how to work through it and all that stuff is great. But sometimes just knowing that you're not alone in the vacuum of this world, that there is other people out there who go, I relate, I've been through it, I'm on the other side, it gets better, you know, like that alone just can lift your spirits and go, okay, there, there is a solution, right? There is a solution. And like you said, listening to those people who've been through that process and getting that advice and listening to that counsel and finding people who are inviting and warm and willing to, to walk through that process with you is huge. But I think you're right. That is, that is a, a big takeaway that I hope people who are listening will, will latch on to is this idea that if you're there, you're not alone, whatever you are feeling, whatever that may be, there are people who have felt that exact same thing, but they can't, we tend to put on this mask because we don't want to show weakness and we don't want to show, like, especially now this is where it is, where you see it in entrepreneurs, right? None of us want to admit that there's any weakness in our business or that we don't know everything and don't have all the answers. And we all want to put our best face forward, uh, but we do so to our own detriment because then we can't get the help that we need when we need it. And so uh, kudos to you. And for those listening, I hope you will take that to heart that wherever you're at, if you're in that, if you're in a stage where you're like, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, the first thing to do is, is speak out, like speak up and let people exactly, know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Uh, I couldn't say it better. And if there's one thing, for example, how that, how that experience changed me is uh, that I'm not pushing myself so much anymore at work because I figured out that actually I kind of, I am representing the company in a way and people are relying on me and in a state when I was I can be hot to anyone at the moment so I figured out for example and I kind of embrace the fact that I'm thinking about the company so much all the time that I just don't force myself anymore to you know nine to five working hours and this kind of stuff I have other hobbies I love so much that I kind of said it's okay that I also have other preferences in my life and that sometimes I just say you know business will wait for half a day I can go, for example, to the seaside to do the windsurfing. This is my passion and I re-energize. I use different, you know, when you're doing sports, you're using different parts of your brain and uh, it helps you like to be more like in an equilibrium as a whole and not, not just using that business and coding part all the time and then burning out. It's, you need everything in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Good advice. Awesome. I think it's a good point to wrap this up. I know I have more questions, so I think we're going to have to get you on, on the show at some other point in the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So before we wrap things up, how can people contact you and where can they find you online? You can always email me at primos at protosnet.com. You will also find me on Twitter at handle 
Primoz Ziegler. This is P-R-I-M-O-Z-C-I-G-L-E-R, uh, like written together. And uh, yeah, this is this I think is the best uh, channel. But they can always also come to ProteusTeams.com and uh, either send us email through the through intercom chat and ask for me. I'll be around for sure. Or send uh, email through contact form and uh, just ask if this can be forwarded to me. I check this email, but just just in case. <laughs> Excellent. And will you be attending any conferences anytime soon? Uh, yeah. You can also find me at WordCamp Europe in Paris in June, for sure. And I've also applied to speak uh, about my experiences transitioning from engineer more to a marketer for the following WordCamps in Europe and uh, US in the following months. So, yeah. Excellent. I'll see you at WordCamp Europe then. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Primoz, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It was yes, a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. If you liked what you heard in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.